fellow adventurers. Welcome to a Nat One Life podcast series called Homebrew Heals. Here, my sister Amanda and I will talk about our different journeys we have taken or are still on to resolve our medical issues. From gut issues to skin issues, we have experienced a lot in our 30 years. We do not have any medical backgrounds, but feel we have rolled high enough in our investigation and health checks and want to share our experiences with you. So come along this journey with us and see what we discover together. Journey with us and start to guide your way through this net one life. How are you handling mental health in this pandemic with everything that you have going on? Mm-hmm. We we st- literally started the beginning of this year by having norovirus, which is a hell of a, a sickness to have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I... I thought I had never been so sick in my life. Little did I know later on in the year that that would change. So we got nor- literally like New Year's Day. My husband gets norovirus. And then three days later, I get it. And we're like, all right, we got the bad shit out of the way. Mm-hmm. So then we we became pregnant, um, which was so exciting at the time. And mm-hmm. we were thrilled. We were we were trying. We're happy. We're healthy. We're married. We have a great home. We want to bring a loved or a little little one into and then about 10 weeks into the pregnancy we had a miscarriage we Mm -hmm. lost the baby and so that totally fucked with us Mm -hmm. how can it not right yeah you were and the other thing too is like you're planning for this child it's not like it was like oh hey we're having a baby and then it's like okay I'm very sad about this but I wasn't ready right we were ready we were trying We, we wanted it and so then to go through all that was hell right so you have that mental thing and I always had it in the back of my head like oh I should go talk to somebody I should go talk to somebody mm-hmm. well months go by and I haven't talked to anybody yeah right COVID everything's going on right so we have COVID we have the pandemic I got really sick seven weeks into my pregnancy I think I think I have had COVID I don't know I'm not a I'm mm-hmm. not a doctor I was pregnant so I did a virtual appointment they said influenza I've never been so sick in my life I had low grade fever I had mm-hmm you know, chest, all of it. And then uh, three weeks after that, we went to the doctor. They told us prepare for a miscarriage. Because of the pandemic, we also had it at home, which was even harder, mm-hmm. right? We didn't go to the emergency um, We pretty poor experience yeah. with our OBGYN. I, 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 I had to call my GP because I'm like, they're not helping me. I don't know what to do. And my general practitioner was fantastic, but. No, and I have um, to say for everyone listening and for yourself, yeah, this is actually one of my greatest fears. If this were to happen to me in real life, mm-hmm. I don't know how I'd handle it. Yeah. Like it freaks me out. Yeah, yeah, it scared me too because not only are you are you losing a child, but then there's like the whole mental health issue, and then you're married. You're it can break you it'll yeah. either it will make you or it will break you mm-hmm. and my husband and I have had a very strong marriage to start with and this year has brought us even closer together there's like nothing <laughs> like you, you name it we'll we'll get through it and there's no doubt in my yeah. mind after what we've been through this year but so we had that pandemic and it's one thing too to lose a child but then it's another thing to lose a child and have such a horrid 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 experience with the doctor's office mm-hmm. i i called them i this i'll give you this tidbit so um i had the miscarriage at home and it was like 
two days after, I was in excruciating pain. Mm -hmm. Excruciating pain. I've never been in so much pain in my life. Because basically you're in labor, right? Right. Yes, you are in labor. Yeah. Yeah. You're birthing whatever is in there. Right. And uh, the whole mental, you know, thing of having to deal with it at home and, and not have any medications or anything like that. So I called the doctor's office, my OBGYN's office, and we'll keep all of that names out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, hey, listen, I this happened. Um, we would like to schedule our follow-up appointment with the doctor. I want to make sure that everything's okay mm-hmm. physically. And I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, mentally. And the gal goes, oh, we don't do that. Just call us when you get pregnant again. No. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. And that is that tidbit. That is how our entire pregnancy went. Mm-hmm. That was a small, small, small tidbit. It was like every step of the way it was yeah. something just so fucked up. We got a call that we were going to miscarry. Mm-hmm. I answered the phone. She told me I was going to miscarry. I needed to prepare myself for that. That's what she told me. Gave the phone to Casey. He goes, "Okay, what do we need to do? Like, what, does that what do mean? we do?" do she goes, well, just don't stick anything in her vagina. Have a nice day. Oh, my And Casey gosh. was like, fuck, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was like yeah. little flex of our pregnancy. <laughs> well, and just oh for like any women out there that have experienced a miscarriage or anything like that, what Anna is describing, the pro- not, not the doctor part, but the process of what she went through. It's unfortunate because nobody really talks about it. There's another right. stigma and awareness, mm-hmm. too, with that. Absolutely. Yes. Number one, it's hard to get pregnant in the first place. Yeah. The, like, the timing and everything just has to be perfect. Number two, um, something like only 80% of pregnancies are yes. actually viable. Yes. So 20% of do get pregnant. Scary. 20% of the time. I didn't know that. And I most people, that but that's Until because most pregnant. people don't even know it's happening. Yeah. It usually happens before you would even go get a test. Okay. Yep. It's like, oh, maybe I'm late. Oh, I just got my period. Well, maybe you were pregnant and you just yeah. don't even know. Okay. Oh, okay. but that's almost better because then there's not that whole, like, that oh, hey, better. we're having a baby. Yeah. I mean, I was pregnant for like 10 weeks. Yes. Right. Exactly. So, so you don't say that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I think what's important, and you might not even know this, and what people need to know is Anna had made a comment, well, I had to do this at home. And I don't think people understand what that means. If you get past a certain point, you have to go in for a procedure that's called a DNC. Yep. Yes. Okay? okay. And basically, they're inducing labor mm-hmm. and or or like some kind of evacuation procedure mm-hmm. to get the um, the sack and the, you know, everything right, out. Because things are developing. They have right. to basically expel clean the fetus. Things yes. out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah the dnc you also run a risk of not getting pregnant as easily as so, fast because you're rebuilding too yeah. but also so see and it's like the doctor that i was supposed to go to would have been the person performing it and i don't yeah. trust them so i'm almost it's almost better in the long run because i talked to my general practitioner and they were saying listen if you have you're having a natural natural as it is that is the healthiest thing for your body because it just it's letting everything out blah 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 and then you need to prepare yourself for your you know your next period being heavy because you're whining you're resetting you're hitting your reset button yeah and it may be late it may be this it may be that well i was very lucky my body knew what it was doing because it just automatically reset on time everything went really well and i haven't had a problem since then yeah okay 
But the natural miscarriage is literally giving birth to right. an underdeveloped fetus and the sac, like everything. Yep. Like yep. And so it's excruciatingly painful. Now, I don't want to compare it to labor. I've never experienced labor. I had C-sections with both my kids. But your body's trying to expel it. Well, so your uterus is contracting. Right, exactly. It doesn't have to contract as hard or as long and et cetera. But my experience then was then I passed it into the toilet. So then I'm thinking I just had my baby in the toilet. Yep. I have to flush my baby down the drain. Were you yep. similar? To a T. Yeah. But, uh, wh- what the fuck else are you going to do? What? Yeah, well, dig yeah. it out. Go bury it. Like, And, and it's not anything except for a group of cells no, no, no. at that it's point. All it that is. point. It's all that it point. is. That's all it is, my, right? I'm trying to think in my head, okay, so 10 weeks, is that, like, enough time to where, like, you can feel oh, your yes. body starting? So then do you, were you, like, do you choose between a bath or so the toilet? So I was 12 I think, weeks, and I could feel everything. Okay. I yeah. could feel feel it pass through it was big bigger than like a period feel yeah okay um fine was about i think that when i got sick at seven weeks that's when we lost it wasn't growing so i would say that i was it was week 10 when i actually lost it but it was week seven when i think they stopped developing developing. yeah and we were in the peak this was april so we were in the peak of covid yeah so I didn't want to go to the ER and it was 12 o'clock in the morning until Mm -hmm. four o'clock in the morning. And so for me, because I was only seven weeks, it was like four or five passes Mm -hmm. of cells, right. And tissue in, you know, sections, right. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just for you. Was it like a one and then done? So mine was very probably different than yours because what had actually happened was I had what was called a blighted ovum. And what that is, is the cell, like, you know, the sperm fertilizes the egg and the cells like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's just a fucking sack. There's actually nothing happening in the sack. Right. Okay. okay. Right. I had an ultrasound. I saw the sack and that was it. But nothing. And so I was like, oh, well, that's weird. And apparently your body can do that. Like, it can just keep growing this fucking sack thinking like, oh, one cells. Right. Because it's mm-hmm. thinking it's doing right. what it's supposed yep. to do. So when I passed it, it was just a sack. Yeah. It was literally just a sack, but it doesn't change. And this is, I think, what I want people to know is it doesn't change the fact that you were preparing for a baby. Yep. Mentally, you were ready. You thought there was a child growing inside of you. There was a child growing mm-hmm. inside of you. You created this child with your husband that you love. Mm-hmm. And then now you have these doctors and nurses basically telling you, well, just wait till you're next pregnant and you can call us and, you know, just pass it on the toilet and you don't need meds. I don't, you know, it can't hurt that bad. You're not actually in labor. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. So I called a doctor two days after and I was this like, listen, on. I am in excruciating pain. I have two discs in my back that are um, bulging and I'm, I've been in a car accident. I've had my ribs and my sternum separate and I've never been in this much pain in my life. Is there anything? you can do we'll take a warm bath and put the heating pad mm-hmm. on it okay and these aren't these this isn't like a naturopath doctor this is not like a specialized no. this is standard this is well, this a OBGYN. this is what they do okay on a regular is yeah. vaginas and babies right yeah. exactly this, this, is, is, a, this is not a uh, uh, uh midwife this is not right. a anything like that nope this is a doctor we wanted to have our baby in a hospital we wanted to i numb from the waist down 
cool with me. Mm-hmm. And so that's, and, and it's so hard because, so not only does that fuck with you physically, but right. the mental portion, you basically pass your baby on the toilet. Mm-hmm. Like, and my husband was just, well, that's the thing, they don't know what to do. Know what to do. Was he and there it's, with you? He was there the entire time, and it was nice because he was, uh, during COVID, he was work strictly working from home, so he was able to be there with me the days after um, that happened. You know, because we were both going through it together. So, and it was awful for him because could you imagine watching your, your, your best friend, your loved one, your significant other go through this horrible, like, pain? I remember sitting, I was sitting in my recliner watching uh, TV. I was watching Frozen. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm never watching that movie again mm-hmm. or listening to the song Let It Go because, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I was watching... Disney movies, because I was thinking, you know, some joy, right? And I remember just sitting in the recliner, going like this, and he stood behind the recliner, and he put his hands on my shoulders, and I grabbed his forearms, and I just squeezed, and he had, I think he has scars, my fingernails, digging into his arms, because I was basically having contractions, yeah. right? Yeah. And that was, that was our lives for four hours, mm-hmm. from 12 o'clock to 4 o'clock, and he calls the, the on-call people, and and the doctor that was on call was not our doctor. It was actually a very nice, compassionate doctor. And he's like, I don't, this I don't, is like, I yeah. this is the way it is. I I don't know what to tell you guys. Things have already started. Unless X, Y, and Z happens, sure, right. You don't need to go to the ER. Right. You don't want to go to the go to COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. So not only do you have all this physical stuff that's going on, how much does that fuck with your mental health? Right. And well, your and psyche. on top of that, as the person that's carrying the child, mm-hmm. for me, when I was experiencing that, it was a, what did I do wrong? I fucked up something. Yep. This is my fault. Yep. So then you have your spouse, or at that time it wasn't my spouse, but your spouse. Yeah. Okay. Say, no, don't think like that. Don't think like that. You know, and then it's it's like they see you deteriorating. Your mental health is going down the drain and you're in a spiral because you're like, I did this. Did, I did health. something wrong. You're racking like. When did I find out when I was pregnant? When Did I drink something that yep. day? Did I eat something I shouldn't have eaten? Did I take a pill I shouldn't have taken? Mm-hmm. And you can't even get into a headspace, in my mind, to have a conversation with your spouse about it. Because you're like, please stop. I'm too busy spiraling out of control and like, trying to my blame myself yep. for what's happening. I just killed our child. Can you give me a fucking minute? Yep. In my mind. And I'm not no, trying that, to say that. That is but. how... Because you and I think very similar. Mm-hmm. We have a lot in common. We mm-hmm. think in the same regard. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. Where it was like, I was able, fortunately, I was able to have those conversations with him. Yeah. But then it's like, I don't want to put that on him. Right. Right. So that was uh, April. We also had um, the same that has the the problems, uh, fell, broke her hip, had to have replacement surgery. Mm-hmm. Later, we find out the reason why she fell and broke her hip was because she had been drinking, oh, alcoholic. No. She got back into that. So... We have that, you know, over here. And, of course, you know, we are expecting our first child, right? We are uh, married and all this stuff. And so we had, we were along, and I couldn't keep my mouth shut. Casey couldn't keep his mouth shut. Yeah. So then you have to go through all of the mm. psychological damage of having to tell people right. we're not pregnant anymore. And yeah. even Casey went to... um we just celebrated our 30th anniversary 
about a month ago. No, yeah, about whatever, three weeks ago. Close enough. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, and it's COVID. What is time? <laughs> All right. <laughs> he went. Um, he got me this this gorgeous little diamond pendant, right? Mm-hmm. And he went to a jewelry store we know here in town, family we know in town, things like that. And and uh, my my mom had previously been in um, to see because we you know the family knows him. And my mom had told him that we were pregnant and they were expecting their second child. Oh my god! And so here we are, six months after, and they don't know, right? Yeah. Casey goes in to, to get something for an anniversary, and, he, and how's the baby? Mm-hmm. Well, this so, is an awkward conversation to have so with a stranger. Even, right, exactly. even like six months later, we're still yeah. rehashing, rehashing, it, reliving. Right? Yeah, and, so, and it brings it all back. It like, does. Yeah, it gets you right back to where you were when it was and, going on. And 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 I just remember uh, getting that call, and my my brother. Um, went through this too mm-hmm. with with his wife same thing and I remember I didn't know who to call mm-hmm. because my mom never had a miscarriage she yeah. never had any problems my parents were very very fortunate with three children to never have a problem so that's the other thing too is you think I'm invincible I'm not gonna have a problem I'm gonna get pregnant like that and Every it's gonna be great that. and you're gonna right. yeah well especially if you have a mother that yeah she never had a problem right. my grandma never had a problem blah 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 mm-hmm. well I know that's what you like- think too though and like how you were mentioning Amanda before that like we're women this is one of the things that we're supposed to be doing like yeah. is creating a child this yeah is the babies. one thing that our bodies can do that men's can't right, yep. exactly. make babies and this feed them is... and then you don't you don't feel like a woman yeah too. yeah so I'm not anymore God. well you know <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's still, you know, this, this, this late in the game. So then we had all of that. And then, you know, here we are six months later and we're still dealing with it and we've got COVID. And honestly, this year has been such a fucking shit show that I'm sure there are things that I just, I, I can't remember now that mm-hmm. have, have happened. Um, and so I finally said, I need to, I watched that, that. Number mm-hmm. go down the drain and I'm looking at them and saying you did not get help with your mental illness or your mental problems when you should have mm-hmm. and this is what happens and I am not going to be like that person mm-hmm. so I finally said I need to go get help and I'm actually going to do it so I did I did and I have and I'm on I, I'm, I'm talking to a counselor I went um, I had my first session a couple weeks ago I have another session actually next Thursday um, and it went really well and I meshed really well with that person but it's just like this huge weight off of my shoulders like because there's so many stigmas with going and seeking professional help I think too and and so I finally said you know what fuck it I'm doing this for me mm-hmm. and then I told my husband you need to do this as well so he made an appointment nice so it's one of those things where I just was like I finally just need to get some help because mm-hmm. we all need a little help yeah and there's nothing wrong with that yeah so I love it yeah. well thank you for sharing your story do you have any follow-up questions um I just want to ask for listeners because of the COVID situation and also just for 
people who have different levels of being comfortable and whatnot, are your counselor sessions in person or are they virtual? So I did an in-person, so I've only had one so far and Mm -hmm. I have one this Thursday and I opted to do an in-person one this, the first time because I think that there's something about actually seeing a person and talking to a person and picking up on the body language Mm -hmm. and things like that. And I think that's important for that counselor to do that. And I didn't know the guy, so I wanted to do that in person. Now this week, um, with, with, the new restrictions and things like that. I was about to say, all that. I, yeah, I may reconsider. Well, he is, and does virtual, like, Skype or phone calls or in-person. I'll have to make that decision probably. But just because I'm doing it online doesn't change the fact that, you know, I'm still getting the help that I need. Exactly. We want people to know that there's multiple avenues to get help. So Absolutely. we've talked about in-person um over the phone the telehealth conferences mm-hmm. um they're called better help that i've used in the mm-hmm. past when i was in a really dark spot where it's like a chat app where you're chatting with a counselor so then it's like re- even further removing you if you have anxiety or something like that from that you're gonna judge me kind of yep. situation um really awesome. important thing i think that listeners need to know too is if you try counseling and you that person that does not mean that counseling does not work yes all that means is that you need to find the right person to work with mm-hmm. right they're there to help you and we don't get along with everybody we meet right so why right. is it any mm-hmm. different for a counselor I just know there's a lot of people that are like oh I tried counseling and it didn't work for me and I didn't like the person that's fine but give it another shot yeah I'd say that's fair I would say to um mental health availability in our country is horrendous it is very hard to get um so you know if there's any policymakers out there listening more access to mental health benefits and universal health care for all would be greatly appreciated (laughs) (laughs) so thank you so thank you so much for joining us anna um and talking about pursuing your patronus um we did not ask ashley this but we should ask anna what would your patronus look like what animal would you be a hedgehog of course she would be i'm sorry a hedgy hog let's be real yeah my maiden name uh it's an italian name it means sir hedgehog so it's like uh i told my husband that and he's like well yeah you're kind of prickly on the outside once you get to know you you kind of soft and warm and fuzzy on the underbelly and and you're really active at night so yeah okay yeah yeah. so absolutely a hedgehog by far that's awesome that is awesome i love it yeah (laughs) Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Pursuing Your Patronus and that it made you think a little bit about mental health and pursuing your own happiness and finding your ultimate Patronus. Make sure to stick with us here and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all those social media sites. And if you're enjoying your Pursuing Your Patronus podcast with us, you may also want to think about checking out our Loot the Booty series and also where we nerd out on YouTube. Expecto Patronum! Nice.